0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, All of that straight ahead. Let's talk about the political drama in B.C. Is there going to be another election? Is there eventually going to be an NDP Green coalition? Obviously, that would mean some implications for Alberta when it comes to the Trans Mountain pipeline. Uh, So today, the uh, B.C. legislature has reconvened. There will be a speech from the throne. But, of course, the first order of business is to get a speaker, a speaker of the House. And this is uh, potentially a contentious issue here going forward. What's he talking about here? So the liberals uh, did manage to appoint a speaker. I want to play for you what he had to say. Steve Thompson, who for now is the speaker, uh, and he had a little bit of a slip of the tongue in his, his comments today that got people chuckling. Here's what he had to say. I will endeavor at all times to uh, carry out my duties with fairness and integrity uh, in all aspects of the, uh, of, the, of the work. I now ask for your patience while I declare a short recess in order to uh, assume the appropriate uh, reti- attire. <laughs> <laughs> well, retire, which is what he might do very soon. What we expect to happen, the throne speech will get voted down. The Speaker will resign, the uh, NDP and the Greens will try to have a go at governing, but then they got to find their own Speaker. That could be tricky. All right, well, joining us uh, for the latest, I'm uh, very pleased to welcome to the program Vaughn Palmer, columnist with the Vancouver Sun. Vaughn, thanks for your time here today. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, good to talk to you. Edge of your seat stuff out here. We just keep ratcheting up the drama.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, I mean, I think we expected that, for now, a liberal would step forward to be the speaker. Was there any surprise there?
1: Well, we didn't know it was going to be a cabinet minister. So Steve Thompson's been in cabinet for a while. He's our forest minister, and we're in the middle of softwood lumber talks with the United States. So a little surprising that they would take that person out of the cabinet and make them speaker. Having said that, he's a very well-liked even-tempered member of the legislature, and I think that probably is the reason they went for somebody. He's experienced, people like him, uh, he's not going to lose his cool, and there he is as Speaker for however long. We don't think it will be very long.
0: No, probably not. So the speech on the throne will be uh, delivered this afternoon?
1: Yeah, 2 o'clock this afternoon, and the government's already leaked great big chunks of it. uh, The New Democrats are joking that the. The lieutenant governor, when she reads the speech, will actually be reading a copy of the NDP platform from the last election because the liberals, in recognition that they did poorly in and around Metro Vancouver, have adopted a whole bunch of promises that the NDP made, including um, some housing programs and a a promise of $10-a-day childcare that the New Democrats made. So, I mean, the Liberals have adapted some of this. It's not exactly what the NDP and the Greens promised, but it does represent significant movement on the part of the government and a, and a backdown on things that they said were not affordable before the election.
0: Very interesting. So, yeah, it seems like the B.C. Liberals are trying to set this up where it looks bad on the NDP and the Greens if they oppose this, right? That they're trying to say, look, we're, we're reaching across the aisle. We're including things that these other parties stood for. I think a big one is to to ban corporate and union donations. So that, that's very much deliberate on their part, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, it's very deliberate. And, you know, people say, what happened? Well, the answer to that is an election. Uh, normally, when, when parties lose elections, they get three or four years to rethink what they got wrong and come up with a new platform. But because of the unusual circumstances here where the government didn't quite lose the election and the NDP didn't quite win it Um, the the government's had an opportunity to effectively lay out their platform for the next election whenever it comes and do it in the throne speech in the house today And and I think that's mostly what's going on it's the liberals looking ahead to the likelihood that this arrangement because it's balanced on a razor's edge It's not going to last very long. And so the Liberals are essentially starting the next election campaign and using the throne speech today to do it.
0: Okay, so when will the speech from the throne be... Well, I mean, is there a vote that happens on the speech from the throne? Yes, there is. Okay. Uh,
1: So the the B.C. House procedure, they are not changing it. So basically the throne speech gets read this afternoon in the House, and then the House adjourns. And it sits... Our House doesn't sit on Friday, so it sits Monday... On Monday, the New Democrats say they're going to bring in a motion of non-confidence in the government. That motion requires unanimous consent. It won't get it because even one member saying nay prevents it from being debated. So then what happens is we go into the standard debate for the speech from the throne. Uh, a member of the government and another member of the government move and second it. They give speeches, and then people start giving speeches. Um, The government may also table table some model legislation, some things that they would do differently if they had it to do all over again. And then we basically get four days of sitting. So uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning and afternoon. And that will probably exhaust the throne speech debate. At the end of that, the government calls a vote on the speech from the throne. And that will be the confidence motion, and the government is expected to lose that vote. It's expected that the New Democrats and the Greens will combine to effectively vote non-confidence in the government. So we're what? Now, that'll be June 29th. The Premier will, in all likelihood, resign after that. They pretty much signaled that's what's going to happen. You've lost the confidence of the House uh... premier clark says that she will then uh, meet with the lieutenant governor and offer her resignation but she says she will not give any advice to the lieutenant governor on what to do next she'll leave it to judith gishon who's our lieutenant governor to decide how to proceed again lieutenant governor is advised by the best constitutional advisers in the country uh... the most likely cautious course she would take is to call on john horgan the leader of the opposition to form a government and see if Horgan can make this thing work with the greens it's precarious uh, he's got forty four seats with the greens to forty three for the Liberals, so it's as close as it gets but again i think the lieutenant governors cautious prudent course would be to give it a try if it fails let the voters see that it's failed in the house not have it come down to the lieutenant governor saying, I don't believe they can make this thing work. I think she gives them the benefit of the doubt and calls on them to form a government.
0: You think they, they will be called upon to form a yeah. government? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I think I, And uh, we talked to John Horgan this morning, and obviously that's what he expects. Uh, right. He's preparing for the likelihood that uh, the government be defeated next week. He'd be called on to form a government. You don't get access to the transition books and the briefing books and the public service until you've been called on to form a government. So normally you want to take a couple of weeks to do that. And uh, so he does that, Uh, he say takes office, uh, what, mid-July, and he said he's then spoken to his partner, Andrew Weaver, the leader of the Greens, and they've agreed that the legislature would be recalled, Uh, August is not a great month to meet, uh, so you probably would meet right after Labor Day, early September, the NDP brings in a revised budget, legislation, and sets out to try to govern British Columbia.
0: Now, the expectation, though, is that the liberal speaker we talked about, he's going to resign, and the yes. liberals aren't going to put up anybody else to serve as a speaker, so it puts the NDPs and the green in a, a tough spot, doesn't it?
1: Yes, they have to pick a speaker, and, and you know, uh, that means uh, the speaker normally doesn't vote and doesn't take part in debate and doesn't t- attend caucus meetings. So if they have to put up a speaker, they will they will put up one of their own, and that will create a situation where we'll get tie votes in the legislature, 43 to 43. A speaker can break the tie. The speaker has a vote to break ties, but it's very rarely used. Most times in Parliament, there aren't ties. Most times in Parliament, the speaker stays above things. Uh, The casting vote of the speaker, as it's called, that that tie-breaking vote, has only been used twice in British Columbia in 100 years. Uh, well, uh, if the NDP goes ahead and appoints one of their own as Speaker, as they'll almost certainly have to do, that person will be breaking ties on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. And in a potentially partisan way.
1: Uh, yes, although, yeah, that's <laughs> true. But, I mean, it's unusual circumstances. So, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, so, that, that will be the test, I like guess, is, is once the NDP and Green coalition are at 43. And you have that vote, uh, that potential forty-fourth vote as the speaker. It, it becomes tenuous that maybe they can survive for a few months. Maybe they can even survive for a couple of years. Yep. But it's it's going to be dicey.
1: Yeah, it is very dicey, and there's not an awful lot of precedent for it. I mean, there are examples around the world, obviously, and in Canada, of minority governments. But most of them have a larger uh, margin, a safety right. than this, than one vote. Um, you know, that in our parliamentary system now, you don't. You don't lose power on a single vote. It, it's, it's only a couple of votes a year that are really confidence. But just managing the business of the legislature, just getting budgets passed and legislation passed and all of that, is tough enough when you've got a majority. As soon as you've got this... Uh, tie situation, uh, it, could, it could get tough. It could get dicey. You're quite right. And of course, uh, when the legislature's in committee uh, debating clause by clause on legislation or passing ministry budgets, the speaker is not even part of the proceedings then. So they may have to change the rules to allow their speaker to go in and break ties on that. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual situation here. Uh, no wonder there's so much attention being followed across the country.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, we'll see how it plays out this afternoon. Vaughn, appreciate the update. Thanks for joining Anytime. us. Here. All right. That's Vaughn Palmer with the Vancouver Sun, vancouversun.com. Uh, so shaping up for an interesting few days here in B.C. So as he mentioned, they got a speaker in place. They'll have a speech from the throne. It's very politically tailored by the liberal government of B.C. to try to back the other parties into a corner. Say, so you guys wanted this, you guys wanted that, you campaigned on this, etc. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to try to reach across the aisle and find some consensus. I mean, you're playing to public opinion at that point in the hopes that enough people will say, well, hey, these liberals seem reasonable. Why are the NDPs and the Greens going against them? I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think the the NDP Green coalition, they're going to pounce at the first opportunity and they're going to try to govern. But it's going to be tricky for them because once they appoint a speaker, they'll be at 43 seats combined and you need 44 to get anything passed in the legislature, So then it becomes kind of uncharted territory in terms of the role this speaker plays and how much this new NDP government in B.C. is going to politicize that. That could get them into some trouble. So I think we got cause for concern here in Alberta, obviously, because uh, certainly these parties have made it clear. Although, you know, in fairness, it seems like the Green Party leader has maybe softened his position a little bit. But I don't think John Horgan, the potential next premier of B.C., has softened his position with regards to Trans Mountain. So we'll see. All right, 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.